Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Shakti Waves Radio, broadcasting epic dives into greatness with your host, Shakti Sonia, or Sonia, depending on what language you speak. I'm a lot of different things, and beyond a single title or belief, I'm the founder and CEO of Shakti Sonia and Shakti Brand. I'm here to support and celebrate conscious entrepreneurship and to bring your greatness into the world. That's what this podcast is all about. We're always deep, never shallow. Grab your board, the surf is ready, and let's dive in. Welcome to the second season of Shopee Waves Radio. I'm so excited that I got to recreate, rebirth, and rebrand my podcast. It is honestly the deepest, most meaningful work that I do, is having amazing conversations with impactful entrepreneurs that you get to listen to, be inspired by, learn from, and just share my personal knowledge and wisdom in such an intimate way through my voice. Um, I think you'll really see that in this new season, I'm a lot more self-expressed. It's more of me. It's more of my authentic authenticity. My brand is my name, right? Shakti and Sanya, both of those are my name or Sanya, depending on what language you speak. And I really wanted to focus on celebrating feminine creativity, feminine leadership in my new episode. So I'm not going to be interviewing as many men, um, but I will be interviewing a boatload, a boatload, uh, you know, to go with the whole wave ambiance of amazing female creators, leaders, entrepreneurs that I'm so inspired by, that I know, that I love. So thank you for tuning in. Please let me know your feedback on this new season. Let me know who you want me to interview. I have lots of plans and lots of goodies coming for you, but I always want to hear back from you. So DM me on Instagram, send me a message on Facebook. I am here for you. I am here for it. Also, something really special that I decided to start including, um, thanks to Stacy, my producer, Stacy Ray, you're amazing. Check her podcast out at Lady Talk Radio. It's really awesome. Um, she encouraged me to start really sharing my voice in this podcast. And by really sharing my voice, that means singing. So you're going to hear me singing. You're going to hear me reading my poetry out loud. You get to hear me do everything, interview amazing entrepreneurs that have grown from startups or have had serial entrepreneurship or have just started, just launched, have started growing all levels, all ages. And you're also going to really hear me, my poetry, my words, my voice singing to you. So I hope you enjoy it. My heart is fully out there in the airwaves, in the sound waves for you. Enjoy this episode and many, many more. Satnam. Okay, so I'm so excited to be interviewing Stacy today. Hello, Stacy. Thank you for being here. Um, this has literally been two years in the making. Since we've met, we've wanted to do a podcast together. And Stacy is such a special, special woman in my life. Like she is fully my soul sister. We've done a, a couple really interesting projects together, and she's just a beautiful, wonderful human. Um, so she is my 
She is my brand strategist and designer, like the beautiful woman and creator behind Shakti Sonia and Shakti Brand, like all of my new landing pages, my new podcast that you're listening to, her, her agency is the producer of. So we are like very much in cahoots creatively. And I feel like my brand and my purpose is really like actually getting to come out to the world now that I'm working with Stacy. So it just feels like very, very soul intertwined and, and very important for me for her to be here on this new episode of Shakti Waves Radio. And she's also a fellow story sister, as I like to call you all. So we actually wrote our stories, our personal stories of trauma to triumph in our book, Woman Rise, that's coming out very soon. And it's been a year and a half long process of supporting each other through that process. I really feel like Stacy was a big inspiration there. Her story was just so narrative and beautiful. Um, she kind of like, I feel like you elevated what all of us brought to the table. Um, just with your level of self-awareness and your own storytelling, it elevated our own storytelling. So it's just been a beautiful process. And we built the brand for Woman Rise together. She designed it. I was doing brand strategy around it. It's been so much fun. So she does so much. She does so much for the world and so much for sisters and women in this world. And I can't wait to tell you more about her. Welcome, Stacey Ray. Oh my goodness. I had goosebumps. I was getting emotional listening to you. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Anya. That was such a beautiful intro. And, and even just listening to you, I'm like, wow, we have created a lot of magic already. And you and I haven't been in each other's space that long, but this podcast conversation has legit been two years in the making. We, we, the timing just wasn't working. We both have podcasts and we both wanted to have convos together. And now here we are. So this feels very synchronistic and special and we're ready. Let's do this. So special. I think it's so perfect because also your podcast, Lady Talk Radio is one of my fave podcasts. And um, you just did your season two, like new episode, everything's changing up. And I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. so perfect that you're here on my first episode of season two, like the reboot of my podcast. And we get to talk about that as kind of a creative process. So it's all perfect and synchronistic. Um, so I feel like we can touch more on that later, but what I, cause it's kind of like the kind of the topic of reinvention in general, but what I'd love to talk about first is your origin story, like how you even became an entrepreneur and specifically like, you know, a woke female entrepreneur here to support other women. You've used like four of my favorite words in the past five minutes. You use cahoots, woke, <laughs> We're in tune. We're in tune. You're right here. I, my origin story is actually, you know, I, I, thanks for asking that because I'm, I'm somebody who loves origin stories too. I feel like we can understand why we care so much about things in our life and we go back and we look at like, where did this start? And for me, uh, I was kind of, I was one of those kids that like, I was always kind of an entrepreneur. I was always really like a loner. I was really just in my own mind. I was that kid you could put in front of a blank wall and I would be perfectly satisfied for hours. I just had so many ideas and like my imagination was always running wild. And I had a lot of trauma in my younger years. And so I was very inward and I didn't feel really safe with people. And so I was always kind of in my own world. And I think there was pros and cons to that. Obviously, you know, I've had to do a lot of work around some of those wounds and like kind of coming back into community and opening up to people. But I also think there were a lot of gifts in that. And my dad growing up was really like a hardworking dude. He was working in the oil industry. So he was like always gone, sometimes six months at a time. And so I saw the effects of, you know, kind of like a hyper effect of people who work 
away from family or people who are so entrenched in their career that their family actually doesn't see them that often. And so I started making these kind of meanings of that really young. And then when I was about 12, um, and you can read this inside of the Woman Rise story, I actually share that there was a moment where I decided that I wasn't going to do it that way. And so I've always kind of been the like out of the box thinker. I kind of like to see beyond just what everybody else is doing. And so that started really young for me. And so I really made a choice of, hey, I'm not going to go down this traditional path. I'm going to find a way that I can do what I love and be who I am, but not have to sacrifice my family and my joy and my satisfaction in life. Mm. And so you can imagine with that mindset combined with some of the anger I had towards the world and just some of the influence I had around me, which like, let's just be real. Like when we're teenagers, we're influenced by music. We're influenced by other people. I didn't, I wasn't really raised in an era where we were talking about our feelings. So like, I was just like, I was just out in the world with an entrepreneurial spirit and a whole bunch of anger. So you can imagine where that kind of led me. Right. I mean, you know, I was like just all up in the wrong crowd for, for many years. And so I went through a lot of kind of playing out my self-destruction and trying to figure out who I was, you know, in all of that. And so it was great life experience. And it was also an experience of, I really want to do life my own way. And that was obvious throughout everything. And so um, I started my first business in my early twenties and you know, I, I quickly realized, which I think we all do is like entrepreneurship is the crash course in everything. It's not just about business, right? Yeah. Like you can't see Sonia right now, but she's got her hands on her face. Like what? Um, entrepreneurship is like, it's going to grow you. It's going to, it's going to gut you. It's going to show you what, what you didn't know about yourself, what you did know mm-hmm. about yourself. It takes us into all these nooks and crannies if we're willing. Right. Yeah. And so that was really my experience. It, I came face to face with myself, um, by launching my own business, which seems really, like not a big deal to some people like, Hey, I'm going to, I started a catering business. Like doesn't seem like that's going to bring a lot of stuff to the service, but it did. And it really, it really set me on a path of um, deeper understanding of myself, deeper understanding of some of my patterns and some of my thoughts and some of my beliefs about myself and my self image. And so it was a really beautiful time. So it was a really challenging time, but it was a really beautiful time. And um, since then, it's just been a process, you know, a process of getting closer to like what is truly authentically my work in the world and every kind of chapter of that story of, of that journey, right? And so a lot of the stuff that I do, which is hilarious, is was all come from moments of like challenge. You might think I'd look back and I didn't know how to do a website like 13 years ago. So I sat down for like a whole weekend in front of a computer and just taught myself how. And at the time I was like, oh, I don't have the money to get a web designer. This sucks. But now I have skill sets that a lot of people struggle to figure out and that I can support people with. So it's like that whole conversation of like the things that you struggle with in those moments where you have to overcome things, they often turn into these beautiful gifts. And so, yeah, there's a lot of evidence of that in my story. And um, I'm in a really interesting season right now where a lot of that stuff is like actualizing um, where, you know, I really feel like I'm on and in line with like what I'm here for. So it's a pretty exciting time, but it goes way back. It goes way back. Wow. I love that you're in line with what you're here for. I want to, well, first of all, I want to talk about, I'm going to call it the leapfrog or like, I want to hear the trajectory, Mm -hmm. right? So it started with a catering business. Like I love serial entrepreneurs. Like I'm actually, I love all entrepreneurs so much because it's like creativity (laughs) plus bravery. Boom. Like, let's go. Um, So I want to know like, what were all the businesses? And like, even if you want, like, 
what were the pivot points that were like, okay, time to switch to this, time to switch to that? Like, mm. when did you know? Because you just recently went through one, right? So we can come, yeah. kind of come back to this moment now. Oh my gosh, I've had so many. I will try to keep this brief and clear yeah. and concise. This is good for people to listen yeah, to. Yeah, totally. I mean, my, my first business uh, was really, I was, one of my turning points in life was related to nutrition. Um, I had a lot of different food allergies and underlying health issues that were going on. And um, when I was coming, kind of coming out of the hole of my destruction, um, I realized that a lot of the things I was eating were making me feel really shitty. And so when I went and got um, worked with a naturopath, I came out the other end of that with like a whole bunch of passion. I was like, oh man, there are so many people in the world who probably have no idea that the foods that they're consuming are making them feel really gross. And so that really set a fire and it kind of gave me something to fight for and to stand for, which I think is so important for people who are entrepreneurs, you know, it's like sometimes we get disconnected from that fire of like, what am I really a warrior for? And so that was a moment for me in that. And from that was the launching of my catering business, which I had a couple different seasons of it, but I believe that the name was Eat for the Future. And I had a, like a, a nutritional cool. consulting branch off of that. And my business partner and I, who's one of my dear friends, we actually created business cards out of like recycled cardboard. And it was really cool. It was, it was a really cool expression of, um, we did a lot of raw foods and vegan foods and a lot of things that were really kind of cutting edge at that, at that point. They were the future. They were the future. And, you know, it was interesting because we did a lot of retreats and different talks. And this is when David Wolf was kind of really coming out onto the scene. And, uh, it was a really exciting time to be part of that. And, the transition for me was uh, kind of organic, no pun intended, but <laughs> it was organic in that I was kind of, I was sad, you know, if I'm really straight, I was sad. I, w- I had a lot of underlying things that I just wasn't feeling good about in myself. And so I actually remember like taking off and leaving town and, and going and living in like a really cool little snow town for a winter. And that was a really great time for me. Um, the next business that I had, uh, we continued working inside of the health industry for many, many years after that. Um, but I let the catering business go because one food was my love and still is. And I didn't like doing it as a business because um, I was losing that passion. And I think that's really important is to know when we have a hobby or something that we really enjoy, but we don't want to turn it into a business. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's just things you love to do. It doesn't mean that you got to make a business out of it. And that was a really great awareness for me. Um, the next business I had, which was super interesting, I knew the name of it, didn't really know what the, the name meant until like later in my life, but I named it Divine Mind Designs and it was a jewelry company. Wow. And we made, we, my, uh, again, the same business partner, we're both really creative people. We made um, really cool earrings, really cool stuff. I could probably dig out some photos from back in the day. Really bold, big statement pieces. And it was something that we absolutely loved to do. And uh, we continued that for a while. We added in some clothes and different, like different kind of branches of the line and that kind of thing. Mm. And uh, it was really, it was really interesting. You know, it was something that was um, expressing that creative side of me, but also something that we could influence people in expressing themselves. So that was really, it was a really cool um, part of that. And it was a lot of kinks because we had no idea how to run that kind of business. It was completely different than a catering business. Uh, so yeah, it was all learning curves. Oh man. Uh, I had, gosh, well, I had so many different things. We went into, um, I went into a multi-level marketing company around that time. I was doing some like online marketing and this is when I started to fall more in love with like the online space. And I still remember the first website I ever created. It was hilarious, 
hilarious. Like those websites are always so funny. Oh man. They were like a full rant. And I remember somebody going onto the website <laughs> going, this sounds like a blog. And I'm like, Ooh, that wasn't my intention, <laughs> but we're going to roll with it. Um, I went into a lot of like more service based after that. I did different, mostly like health consulting and these kinds of businesses mm-hmm. and worked with a lot of different companies and worked with sponsored athletes and stuff like that later on. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, I had I had so many different branches of what I did, and when I moved into um, more so like uh, working alongside athletes, that was something that was not only really rewarding because that industry, especially in the martial arts industry, uh, where I was focusing a lot of my time and energy, they didn't have a lot of understanding of real deep nutrition and food. There was a lot more focus on. Um, kind of like supplements and pre-workouts and that kind of stuff. And so I felt like I was making a really big difference and I was, I was creating some, you know, kind of connecting these, you know, really more, more so ancient, you know, wisdoms about water and food and nutrients to, you know, a modern kind of lifestyle. And so that was really cool and really rewarding. Um, but again, I, every, every kind of intersection of when I transitioned out of certain businesses and different businesses that I was a part of and stuff, is it was always about recognizing the chapter closing and recognizing the natural evolution of where I needed to go. Um, food was never really the thing I knew was my mission, but it felt like a vehicle, you know? And, and also I noticed that a lot of those, those kind of crux, those crux points or those whys in the road, it was also like, you know, knowing when to go and do my work and be like, okay, I'm, you know, there's something going on internally for me, or there's the next layer that I need to go mm. and do dive into. And this is just a distraction from that, like kind of knowing when. And so that was, I think that really worked for me in like not being so attached to things always turning out the exact way I saw them to. And it's hilarious because so many things go full circle, but yeah. I was, I was willing to let go when it was time to let go, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, yeah, and I've, I've launched quite a few different branches of coaching businesses and uh, over the years on a lot of different styles of like service services and coaching um, and consulting. And it's interesting because it, I, I just had a conversation this morning about this with one of my, my dear friends who's also an amazing coach. And she was like, you know, I sometimes question my work and whether or not I'm doing the right thing. And I'm like, I think that's healthy. I think it's healthy. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're trying to stay in the same lane, which I know many people do, I must have changed my coaching business and who I served and how I served them like 12 freaking times in like seven years, you know, start with, it was always about health in the beginning because that was what I knew, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it went more into like some of the deeper mindset stuff when I started doing more of my healing and I started to understand psycho cybernetics and like the mind and self image, then I started moving into that. And then it was like, kind of like personal development meets performance kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like health meets oh, mind, yeah. you know? And then from there, it was like more of the ontological style that both you and I are trained in. And then from there, it was like back to performance. And then from there, it was like, wait, I want to work with, you know, entrepreneurs. And so that started, gosh, like five years ago or six years ago, I started working with entrepreneurs and stuff too. Um, I used to have a different podcast many years ago called Success Liberated. Ooh. I could probably still find you some episodes. They were hilarious. And you can hear the, the evolution in me, you know, like when I go back and listen to those things or see some of my old stuff, Hey, I felt like I was doing great work. But now when I look back, I'm like, man, I was so 
guarded. I was, I had so much performance strategy. I didn't want anybody to see me. I was so, I was scared, you know, and Mm -hmm. I have so much compassion for who I was at that point. And I think that that's really important to like, to honor who you were at those different stages, because I wouldn't be here if I hadn't have been there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's common sense stuff. But like, when you really think about it, you know, if I didn't go through this season, you know, for two years of, I had a company called We Are Lady Alpha, which was all about empowering women and bringing women together and starting conversations. I had no idea what I was doing when I first launched that. I just know I needed to. And it's like, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be here. And, you know, it's like, I, I feel like there's a common thread throughout my story of trusting myself, like trusting myself to launch things and know when to let go. Mm. And, oh. uh, Perfect push and pull. Yeah, right. And then last year was was the turning point, like you said, where um, I'd been coaching for a super long time. Uh, I, I, I had a really solid coaching business. I actually did. And that's what made it actually more scary is this time, all the other times that I transitioned, I didn't feel like I had like a lot to lose. You know, I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of fizzling out or, you know, it's time to move on. This time I was like, well, I kind of got a good thing going on. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so that was a different flavor of transition. It's like, oh shit, I'm actually like potentially losing a lot in the face of trusting what I feel is next. I could be wrong. You know, what, what if this is just me, you know, being afraid of my next level or something? So I had a lot of big questions rolling around. And when I, when I really sat with it, I, I'd hit a point where I was bored. I was bored with, um, not with my clients. My clients were amazing, but I was bored with myself. I was bored with what I was creating. There was parts of me that weren't expressed. And I think that's the journey too, is like more and more and more of yourself coming to the table. And that's where I was at. I was like, Ooh, there's a big chunk of me that doesn't get to be expressed in this. And if I'm spending all day, every day talking to people and working through, and I'm not showing up as fully me, I'm not honoring them and I'm not honoring me, you know? And so I really took a step back and it was, it was a moment of like truth, you know, because all my clients were in the same kind of conversation. They were all entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs who I'd worked with for a long time. And they all were in conversations about how do I take my work online? I don't understand what I'm doing and running a business. I don't know how to make it look this way. I don't know how to, how to make it sound like this. Why am I not standing out? You know, all of these kinds of conversations And so it was like right in front of my face, you know, and in my spare time, which is hysterical in my spare time, I was like, you know, building businesses with my partner or online looking at like branding or creating branding or doing different things in relationship to like visual brands. And I just was like a total geek of these things. I love anything art and visual and expression and communication and marketing. And so that was what I was spending all my time doing. And all my clients were in that conversation and I was still kind of holding myself in a certain container of like, this is what it's got to look like. And so that was kind of a moment of truth of just being willing, just even momentarily to step back and go, ah, that's not working the way that I'm holding myself in this structure and what this needs to Mm -hmm. look like. So I stepped back and I actually took a break, which was amazing. Um, Yeah, that was in April. Yeah. I was going to say April, May was all of us went through a lot of change during that time. That Scorpio full moon, my sister in May, I was like, what happened to us? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I took a step back. I went to Peru for a couple of weeks and I, I just, I just stepped back from my business for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really trusted, I trusted myself. I trusted the process and uh, yeah. And it was a clearing. It really was. And when I 
stepped forward again. It was really interesting. Something had changed for me. I was like, oh, got it. I don't have to be in that box anymore. Now that I'm not living in that routine every day, I have more altitude on who I really am. And so I just got to show up as myself. It, it wasn't even really that different. It was just like, hey, I just get to be more of who I am now. And it really got the clear, again, going back to every single business I've ever had or run or been a part of or you know, been a, been a partner in. It's like, I'm all, I always know what it is before I know what it is. And I just knew that it was going to be uh, your media. And uh, mm-hmm. I always knew that I was a digital creator and that I wanted to support other people to get their work out there into the world. Um, I'm really passionate about the space. You know, I've been in, on the internet and watching and, and learning and creating um, for years, like half my life. And I'm really passionate about the integrity of this space and also that people who, like me, feel like they have this message, like they, they went on this journey and they learned who they are and they have something to help humanity, that they don't get lost in the sea of confusion and technical difficulties, you know, yeah. like the 404 errors, you know, like I want them to be able to get out there and actually share that because that's what's going to change the world. You know, that's what's going to help us all heal and come together in community is when people are showing up with their gifts. And so I became really heartbroken by what was going on, by the fact that people like people were literally sitting there on a gold mine with their art in them and being like, I know I got stuff that can help people, but I don't know how to get it out there. Like, and so I know me and Sonia have very similar um, kind of anchor points in that because it's devastating as somebody who has the solution to watch people struggle so much and then give up potentially Um, on doing their life's work because they can't overcome some technical stuff. And so um, I started to really like bring that together and really started to educate myself more on like, what does that really look like? And And that's really still where I'm at. I'm still educating myself because, you know, as much as I have my own personal experience, I really value like being of integrity and knowing my stuff. And so um, I've been working with some amazing people this year, like just amazing human beings, you know, Mm -hmm. from, people mentoring me and then also like clients I've gotten to work with and brands I've gotten to, to work alongside and create. And um, it's exciting. It's exciting when you trust yourself and you see the, the fruit of that when you're like, Oh yeah, I didn't really like, I'm starting to value the unseen more than the scene, you know, like oh, even yeah. though on paper, you might've, a lot of people were like, yeah, that makes so much sense, Stacey, that you would have a, a media agency and that you'd be supporting people with revolutionizing their branding. Like obviously that makes sense. But to me, it didn't, it was right in front of my face, but I didn't see it. And I think that that's the importance of having people in your corner that um, can reflect things to you and say, Hey, this is what I see in you, you know, mm-hmm. and then trusting those nudges when you get those little unseen forces, giving you the little poke on the shoulder that you, um, that you listen. Mm, I love what you just said. Like, it's really great to trust yourself. Like that's a great experience. And that's so true. Like, thank you so much for sharing so comprehensively. I'm such an advocate for when people hear stories, they themselves, like maybe they started off in nutrition or in, you know, marketing or business in their own way or they're realtors, but they want to pivot and they feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't pivot or people don't know me. Like, I feel like so often like owning that that's your, that that's your truth, that that's what you're being drawn towards is, is the major part, like being willing, which is something you talk about a lot in your story, um, in our book, being willing to like go after it and like have like be led by your own self-trust rather than like your past or like what you're already yeah. at and like seeing it all as an evolution and a leveling up. I think, oh my gosh, our experience, I, I do want you to talk about 
make note, like I want you to talk about some of your favorite mentors, books, all of that. I love giving people resources, places to go, inspiration, favorite YouTube, even like people that you like watching on YouTube or other podcasts. So let's make a list of that. Um, Yeah, let's do that first. Okay, cool. All-time favorite book, easily, hands down, not even a question, is Psycho-Cybernetics. Old school, it's probably one of the original like positive image self-psychology um, books and bodies of work. And uh, it was completely transformational for me. Uh, I came into contact with Tony Robbins when I was like 18. Whoa. You know, so I had a pretty good understanding of like personal development, but a lot of it was very strategic. It was a lot of piling things on top of other things and trying to pretend and model that I was happy when I wasn't, which isn't the core of Tony Robbins' work, but that's what I was making it mean. And a lot um, of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah as well right because it's yeah. so performance-based and he's so successful that I think they're just like great I'll just do this and it's also like but you got to go into the trenches as well right it can't just be the success project trajectory mm-hmm. totally yeah totally mm-hmm. and for me I needed to I needed well, I didn't need to fall flat on my face but I definitely did fall flat on my face and and I had a lot of like these were old like we're talking and some of these things are running in our systems for you know this is we're talking 1 2 million years that as a human being we've had these systems of survival and our nervous system is trained to to think and operate in a certain way that you know when you're going out there and you're challenging yourself and going beyond where you've gone before you know, if you don't have an understanding of how you actually see and operate in the world, see yourself and operate in the world, it's like, you're going to get stopped and your nervous system is going to have all these reactions. And I felt like psychocybernetics was probably like every single person I've ever given it to or recommended it to says the same thing. It's like one of the deepest works that I could go into for reprogramming the nervous system and the mind. And it's, it's not complex. And that's why I really like it as well, is it's really simple and easy to understand. Mm. Um, so I would say definitely, like, hands down um, that. I read so many different styles of books, but I would say, like, in my, in my space and something I'm really passionate about, especially for entrepreneurs, is, like, understanding your brand story. So knowing, like, how you communicate. It's so much deeper than just, you know, hey, this is what I do and this is what it looks like. It's, like, what's the story that people are going to tell their friends about you, you know? And so I really love, um, um, I want to say it's writing your brand story, but I don't think that's what it is. It's something brand stories. Donald Miller, he's fantastic. He's got a great online academy as well. You can learn all kinds of stuff from him. He's built massive business. Um, I really, really dig those, those two books for sure in terms of, like, if you're an entrepreneur and you're up against that next level, I feel like that could, those two combined could be really powerful. Mm, yeah. I love it. I've never read that book, Psycho, Psycho Cybernetics. And it sounds so cool. Like it's just like, yeah. you want to be on a Excellent. train somewhere reading that book. And <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, is she a robot? And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> it's also on YouTube. You can even just go listen to it for free on YouTube. So oh, anybody amazing. wants to just dig into it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think it was written... Gosh, I can't remember now. I think it was in like the, in the fifties or something, maybe. Wow. So Max, Maxwell Maltz. He was actually a, a plastic surgeon, so he was a co- cosmetic surgeon, and people would come in 
and want to change things about themselves. And he, he essentially noticed that people were going and getting these things done and then they would come back and still feel crappy about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so he would for 30 days, give them these visualization practices. And most of the time people would not want to get the surgery anymore because the, the thing that they wanted to feel was actually already available in them. It was just how they were seeing themselves. Wow. Yeah. Really cool. That's profound. That is profound that that kind of teacher is one of my favorite examples. I call it like a polarity example, right? Like mm. the plastic surgeon teaches you to love yourself and your inner beauty <laughs> and you're access it inwardly. Right. And then that's what he's known for. And that's his legacy. It's like somehow, like sometimes what you think is the opposite of where you're supposed to go actually becomes like your path. And that's yeah. very true in, um, in astrology, actually, like our South node is what we're comfortable with, what we know, what we have like lifetimes of like perfecting it. So totally our comfort zone and our strength zone as well. And then our North node is that opposite. Like it's literally the opposite energy. It's like, I call it constructive conflict, right? Where it forces you to like grow and expand yourself, but it like really all like adds to the same thing, right? Because plastic surgery in general is here to have people feel beautiful, right? And right. like love and accept themselves for how they look. So he can help them achieve that like through physical like altercation or through like mental emotional changes. Yeah. That's so interesting. I had, what was another example I had of that? Oh my gosh. So, you know, gender reveal parties? Yeah. You can yeah. have a whole conversation about gender reveal because yeah. I like, I did a psych degree and I always studied like, you know, do people have to be gendered? What are the real differences psychologically that they found in the research between men and women, et cetera. Um, and I was like, almost like, I feel like just children shouldn't be like raised gendered. Like you just kind of let them like, cool. If they're into that, they like that color. Great. Like get them those things, but like not putting it on them, like letting it, pulling it from them more so. And I'm like, I feel like more connected to like even, um, Aboriginal tradition where there's like a moment in time, like maybe when they become teenagers or later yeah. in their childhood where they get to choose like, what is their expression? And I kind of think that's more interesting. That's just my personal, very, you know, potentially controversial take, but that's just how I think about it. And the woman actually that started gender reveal parties, like she had the first one, she documented it. It went viral. You know, it was a girl. Really? She actually did a, she did an interview with Jessie Crookshanks, who's one of my favorite interviewers. She's so funny and she's Canadian. And this was like for E or something or for Jessie's Instagram page. And she was interviewing her about how extreme these gender reveal parties got, like, you know, shooting out guns and people getting shot because it's like a boy. And it's like, whoa, that's really intense and toxic masculinity. Like, are we sure we want to do that? Right. And she was like, yeah, so it's gotten pretty intense. Like people have, you know, really gotten creative and they've also gotten carried away. And she's like, but you know, I just want to share with you that my daughter is um, like fluid. Like she's actually gender fluid. She's very androgynous. She doesn't really identify as a girl or a boy. And I'm like, bam, of course it was the first gender reveal party. The woman that brought it viral, yeah. who's now an advocate for children being able to be fluid. Ooh. Like I could cry. Wow. I'm like, that's like divine intervention. Like mm -hmm. that is cosmic. That's some cosmic magic right there. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. That was an, a complete aside. And I feel like, you know, what do you hear in that? Like what, just in that conversation, because I'm talking about Man. opposites propelling trajectories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I hear? God's got jokes. Like yeah, <laughs> I just like, I just think it's hysterical. Like, I mean, when you think about the irony of so many things, like, and this is why I think doing a brand story can also be really hilarious because you can see 
that like, like your origin story and why you started and what you're doing now, like that could be part of what you share. But I feel like it's, if you told me 10 years ago that I would be here doing this or when I was 12 years old, when I made that decision to be an entrepreneur, I would have like, I'd been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Like if you saw some of the things that I was doing as a teenager, like the crazy kid that I was and some of my life experiences, and then to turn around and be empowering women, Mm -hmm. you know, I was disempowering women and doing all kinds of things that were super, you know, just destructive for overall, you know, and, and then to turn around, um, and, and literally without a lot of like, wasn't like I was trying to then empower women. It was like, that was my natural draw and, and desire was to then turn around and like work with women in this way. It's like, yeah, there's, there's jokes interwoven in there. When we look at it all, it's pretty like, yeah, it's pretty full on. And I think what I hear too is like, be willing if I was that woman, you know, and I'd done this gender reveal and everybody was like in that and it's like, maybe she wouldn't have wanted to share that then her daughter was. And I think that that's so important to be honest and to just be straight up. I think we're really responsible for that now with the internet age to like be really upfront about like the truth of what's going on. Like we're all humans. I think we need more of that online. So uh, especially with like the evolving times and more conversations and just people being more like open to what the natural changes are, you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I just feel like there's so much beauty in that storytelling and that integrity. Right. And it makes it okay. Like she literally showed in an example, like, Oh, it's okay to like evolve, change your mind, grow, like learn something new. You know, you don't, it's kind of like, there's so much of the internet, especially the last few years for good reason, but also a dark side of, of holding people to their word and to their previous actions is also that you don't account for their growth. You don't account for forgiveness. You don't account for, you know, if people were holding you, like if you were tweeting out when you were 16 and people were holding you to that now, like that would be like grossly unfair, right? Like, it's like, I feel Mm -hmm. like that level of dialogue hasn't really been discussed. And like that deep understanding of like actual human growth and evolution as well as forgiveness, like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's like, what is the statue of limitations for like someone's words or what they said or like what state they were in. And I think it really has to do with where they're at. Like I just watched the Taylor Swift movie. Oh my. Is it good? I haven't seen it. Oh my jaws. That's what I just said. Oh my jaws. Jaw dropping. Amazing. Oh my jaws. Oh my jaws. Um, it's incredible. Miss Americana, the title alone, like talk about irony talk about being the thing that america thinks that you're not and then becoming who you really are like very powerful story about feminism expression being a good girl to becoming like the express courageous like powerful woman um you know sexual assault like just needing all of it needing to deal with all of it like Mm -hmm. and um and one of the things that happened, oh my gosh, I feel like I just lost my train of thought. Come back, come back, come back. That happens to me on podcasts sometimes. Why though? Anyway, so there was there was an aspect of that story. What was I just talking about before I mentioned Taylor Swift? Is it gone forever? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um, like the the integrity and honesty 
the evolution yeah. we're able to change yeah yes okay i remember so like she was showing about how there was like a period in life where she wasn't in the public eye for a year and people were like taylor swift is over there were so many haters everyone's like she's annoying she's too thin like there was so much judgment and she had this whole montage of all of these people and talk show hosts and everyone like saying this about her and one of the women was this comedian and after the movie came out she was like horrified and sent out this apology tweet and was like oh my gosh literally what i was saying could be used in a psychology textbook as projection 101 like i was Ooh. calling you thin and annoying and all of your model friends because i was also having suffering from an eating disorder i didn't feel thin enough i didn't have friends like that and i wanted to be you which is literally what projection is and she's like and taylor Swift talked about suffering from anorexia like she was so wow. thin a few years ago like it was incredible and um it's a very very powerful vulnerable movie it's very important um for our times and for women especially and young women to be watching and I was like, and Taylor like responded. She's like, wow, like, that's just like, of course, like, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that we've suffered from some of the same things. And like, this just goes to show that people grow and change. Right. And I'm like, even saying that is such an important statement, right? Like there's always space for growth. Um, so with all of that being said, something I'd love to talk about quickly, because I feel like, you know, when you think about irony and you think about business and branding. Um, I'd love to talk about our current collaboration, which is really what I feel like it is. My program, Shakti Brand Incubator, which is starting the week after this episode comes out on February 18th is the start date. And you are the agency and the designer that helps all the women and the entrepreneurs that are going through that program. And what I want to speak to is actually how I went through the same trajectory to actually integrate the fact that I've worked for big brands my whole life. Like I've done so many rebrands. I used to work at a digital agency. And when I became a coach and became like a spiritual teacher with Kundalini Yoga, et cetera, I thought that I like had to completely sever and separate that part of myself and never the two shall meet. And it was like this deep internal struggle that I had, like my, my brilliance and my business side and my spirituality couldn't come together. And then of course, like here's this program that I feel is like literally all of my heart and soul in one program and all of my like skills and it's the complete integration of that, if not like leading with business strategy and branding. And I think what's funny, like the irony is, is I'm a branding expert. Like I've worked for brands like AT&T, Blizzard Entertainment, Sunglass Hut, like Whistler, like the town of Whistler. Um, but my own brand was like, mm, kind of like lacking. Like I didn't have a clear story. I didn't really have a clear message. I didn't think it was something that people connected to. And we're actually currently still building it and evolving it and even launching it here. So I'm the perfect example. Like I, I literally want my clients to be who I am, right? Like it's other women who also have expertise in this area or who understand it and see it, but the actual creation of it, like you do need that objective party. You need, and you also need support to help you do things that aren't, that you don't know how to do, right? Like I didn't know how to build an amazing website exactly to how I wanted it to look or how to put graphics together that I thought were in alignment with me. Um, so I just wanted to speak to that and that like, that's really close to my heart because that level of integration and irony is here. And I could have taken all of that and just felt a lot of shame. I mean like, well, I didn't really build a brand very well for myself. And people didn't even know, like a lot of my coaching clients had no idea that my background was in like very serious brand strategy. Um, and that just felt really wrong. Like I felt like I was robbing them. 
and now it all gets to come together. And I'd love to know like your perspective because you've literally like been there as a support, as a sister, as a collaborator, as I've gone through this process. And you also get to be the, you're also the designer and the developer and the creator of the brand. So just share your own perspective about it. Yeah. I really see, thank you for, for really allowing me to be a part of it too. Cause what I can see, like there's two pieces, like in what you were saying that really stuck out to me. Like one, we are all standing too close to our business to be able to actually see what needs to be done. Right. Like say that again, yes. this, yeah, for the people in the back, we're all standing too close. Like it, it's me too. You know, it's everybody, it doesn't matter how good you are at the thing or your business or whatever. It's like, it, it's so freaking powerful and accelerates the, the projection of your business mm-hmm. when you have somebody who can stand with you with altitude and say, this is what's missing. This yeah. is what we can see. This is what we need to focus on. And this is why coaching and consulting and having people stand with you is so freaking important, yeah. especially if this is your life's work, because if it's your life's work, it's scary as shit to put yourself out there. And it's just, it naturally, even if you're like, no, I got this. It's like your nervous system, like we were talking about, you're, you're going to have these kinds of like ways of resistance and you're going to hold yourself back and you're going to do these things. And when you can have people who, who can look at it a little bit less involved and be able to say, okay, let, let's really look at this from who you truly are, what you're really here for, what the marketplace is ready for, what they're really looking for, how we can put you into that in a place and position that just works, you know? Um, it's so freaking important. And in the time that I've known you, like I've, I'm kind of like, I have this I have a radar. I have a discernment radar <laughs> because I've been in this industry for a long time in and around, you know, entrepreneurship and online service providers and stuff like that. And, and coaches. Right. And I feel like there's, this is not a, this is not a bash against anybody. It's not to say that, but that there's a lot of people who, who are doing the work, but they don't really care about the people. And I feel like you really like your heart is in this but your mind's in it too. And you're like bringing all of this like ancient and modern wisdom together to create something that, that lasts for people, you know? And I think that that's what the industry is, is craving. And I know that I definitely was as an entrepreneur at many moments was craving a safe space where I could go and not only be supported to understand my business, but also how do I actually show up as a leader and how do I uh, move through these different cycles that only I as a woman feel, you know, Um, I feel like that's a really unique um, and special container because in Shakti Brand Incubator, um, the participants get to upgrade their business and show up for their life's work in a way that's like streamlined and they just get to, you know, create it, actually create it in a way that works. But then also learn themselves and learn like, yeah. what is life as this leader of this massive business going to be like? And what, how do I show up and how do I take care of myself? And what are my creative flows? And what about when I get my moon cycle and, and all, and how to work within that, which is like a holistic approach to creating it. So yeah. it's, it's really special. And I really believe in the work that you're doing and that I get to do with you. And to me, it's like, I think you could probably hear this in my story. Like I just, I'm so obsessed with entrepreneurs because we're problem solvers. We're the people that go out there and we help people and we close gaps and we create solutions. And that's really what the world is asking for right now. You know, I think it's, we can all see it. We can all see that there's things that, that we're all collectively and some people are lagging, but that's okay, that we're all ready to see change. 
you know, and we want to see improvements and we want to see more community and, and more love and more compassion and more kindness to the planet and to each other. And like, we're all ready for this. You know, some people are not aware of it yet, but everybody's wanting this, you know? And so, um, I feel like if you know, you have a gift, even if your business hasn't maybe worked up until this point, this is exactly why Sonia's doing this, you know? So sounds like I'm doing a, a fancy advertisement here because I'm just, I believe in what you're doing. I really do. And, um, I really see that like the part that I love to step in on and what you and I have been just, we, we love working together. We love this stuff is like, you know, how do you, how do you not just create, this is my pet peeve by the way, is like, how do you not just create a brand that's like, you know, more of the same, you know, cause there's, everybody's been modeling each other for like the past 10 years yeah. online. So we've got a whole bunch of websites that look exactly the same and a whole bunch of brands that look exactly the same. And a lot of coaches that present themselves online the same. How do you stop doing that? And how do you actually stand out as yourself, like fully actualize your work, your energy, your vibes, your, your way of being online inside of a container of your business that's going to relate and translate to your audience. You know, your, your soulmate clients are like, they're looking for you already, right? So we're helping you translate what you're really creating because that's often what is in the way is people just are standing too close. We don't know how to talk about what we're doing. We don't know how to connect it to what our people are really looking for. So it's like just, just creating a space for you to like incubate. I love that you called it an incubator because what is an incubator? It's literally like you're incubating this, this beautiful birthing. Yeah. It's creation. And then, and then allowing it to really connect with people. So, mm. um, it's a really, it's really spectacular. You know, I think that the, the industry needs more space like this where people can go in and incubate their ideas and their business and their leadership and then come out the other end actually ready to create the impact they're here for, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool that you and I get to get to co- co-create that because there's a feeling of like we will we both share that idea of you know it's it is it's heartbreaking to see people give up on their life's work um or not be able to live the abundant life or the nourishing life because of those things and so um yeah it made so much sense for us to to bring our businesses into cahoots on that yeah i create it like when i think about like a world where Every, like, specifically because Chalky Branding Creator is for women, but I also have worked with, like, really powerful men that want to change whole industries and societies. Like, I like working with men who are like, I'm going to change. Like, my one of my clients is like, I'm changing entrepreneurship in Jamaica. And I'm like, fuck, yes. Right? And, like, giving the people the information. His podcast is super cool. Um, go check him out. Um, but there's this real sense of, like, I imagine a world where everyone who feels, like, passionately here and, like, they have gifts to give people that will, like, shift them, transform them, have them think differently. Like, just the level of personal fulfillment that that gives people. It's kind of like if everyone got to be Gwyneth Paltrow of their lives and make their own <laughs> version of their goop, because that's, like, so authentic to her, right? Like, that's so her. Um like we would be living in such a beautiful world and the impact that that would have on the economy and on jobs. Like, I just think that's really interesting. I was talking to my mom today because the last two years of business, like, Oh my gosh, they were financially like a complete roller coaster. And I have a Capricorn moon, which means that I like stability and like to build stability and especially from business. So not being able to bring in like consistent income or having up and low months, like feast famine, tidal waves in and out, tides in and out, et cetera. 
was really painful for me. And I went through so much shame, so much failure. Like, should I even be doing this? And I'm like, no, this is my purpose, but why aren't I being supported in it? Like, I'm just here to support and serve. Why can't I be supported? Right. And that was such an internal dialogue. And I had to shift it like, okay, well, I'm allowed to be supported. Right. Like that, that whole questioning is a belief system in and of itself. And I was just talking to my mom because one of my one of my friends just got laid off from a position and she's getting EI, like employment insurance. And I'm like, why can't entrepreneurs get EI? Like I get that some of them can get funding and can get, you know, financed, et cetera. But I'm like, if you're an entrepreneur and you've worked for like five, 10, 15 years, however many years you worked for the, for the business, for other companies, why wouldn't the government, if you show them a business plan and show them like, what you want to do and the impact you want to have, especially if you want to hire employees like part-time or full-time, why wouldn't they give you like a minimum salary for like a year or two? Cause it's really like getting through those first two years that I think is super important. Um, and I'm like, damn, like maybe I need to be an advocate for that. Like I definitely know that a big part of my future is advocating entrepreneurs being able to not just survive, but like thrive through those moments of figuring out their business, right? Because it takes a long time. Like Chip Wilson, who started Lululemon, I think he made, it's over like a hundred different businesses and he lost tons of money making it until he struck gold with Lululemon, right? But it's like, it was all a culmination of those failures or learnings, et cetera. Um, What's your perspective on that? Like, especially having been a serial entrepreneur on like the finances and the money side of it. Oh my goodness. I feel like, uh, it's actually so funny to me because I was an entrepreneur for probably 10 of those years and knew nothing about running a business, mm. even though I sustained myself. Can you say more about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say with luck and intuition and probably some good, good mentorship, but like I was actually in the entrepreneurial space for years without any understanding of how to actually manage the finances of the business, how to actually like structure things, whose roles would be inside of the business. I was, I was literally like running a day-to-day business with very little understanding. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are doing that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I really want to be clear about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If it's working for you, truly, truly, and be honest with yourself, if it's really, really working for you, great. But I really found that it was causing, because entrepreneurship is stressful as it is, yeah. I found that it was causing unnecessary stress and anxiety because when we don't know our numbers, when we don't understand our business, when we don't understand how it works, like really, really works on a you know daily, weekly, monthly, yearly level, it can cause more anxiety and yeah. a lot more of the unknown, which is already present inside of entrepreneurship. If you're an adventure junkie like me, maybe you get off on that because I think I did in moments. Oh, um, I think that it's a number one um, cause of businesses fizzling out. Um, I think is people just not knowing and understanding how their business works for sure. Um, but yeah, I think like, I don't know if that was your question. That was kind of where I went, but mm. I just think that there's a lot of skill sets because it's so, it's so cool to be an entrepreneur. It has been for a while now that a lot of people, there's such a low entry point, which is fantastic. I'm stoked about that. And the internet makes it possible for us to launch a coaching business or launch a consulting business or some kind of service literally overnight. Mm-hmm. And with that comes a lot. There's a, like being an entrepreneur or running a business, like an actual business is not just something you can learn overnight. Yeah. And so that's kind of where 
where I see this, this big gap and, and also like just, just from, you know, integrity and also like support and community, I think running a business takes, takes something. And, um, I think it's, it's a skill set that we have to develop and learn, you know, and, and hone. Um, and so I think there are a lot of like solopreneurs rolling around with, you know, a ton of stress, which, you know, we're already seeing the effects of that. I mean, some of the statistics about entrepreneurial well-being and mental health is terrifying. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of suicides, a lot of stuff that's relationship to startups. Like that's full on, you know? And so I think, and that's not to say that it's because of, you know, something inside of the business, it might not have been, but it's also like, we need to take care of ourselves and in that separate the business from who you are. I think that's a big thing I see um, inside of a lot of conversations with people is we collapse because it's our work, right? We're like, it's personal. We're like, this is what I'm here to do. This is my heart, my soul, you know, my story. Right. We're, it's, it's personal. And so we can collapse it with ourselves and that's dangerous because then it's, it becomes connected to our self-worth. It's connected to our personal bank account. It's connected to a whole bunch of things. And I feel like separating the two and really looking at it, even if it is your personal brand, treating it like a business and running it like a business can not only free you up, but it can also give you a level of organization and stability. And you can actually look at it a little bit more objectively you know, mm-hmm. objectively, Absolutely. subjectively, it's objectively, yeah. objectively. Like you're outside of it. Like it's yes. yeah. not you. Yeah. That separation, such immense wisdom. Like, honestly, I wish someone would have told me that a year ago because I was making my brand and how it performed a hundred percent about me. And when you talk about like mental health and entrepreneurship, like I was there, like I literally talked to you in some of my really dark moments of like, I don't know why I'm here. Should I still be here? Like, and I needed to get myself support and like therapy and there's some other stuff going on definitely. Cause I was going through a lot of my own trauma healing, my childhood trauma healing, which a lot of our story and writing our story helped me like yeah, on earth, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so grateful that I have a background in psychology and that I am a trained coach. So I knew to support myself in those moments. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this isn't a healthy, you know, thought process to keep myself in or keep myself like, thinking. So I got myself immediate support, but a lot of entrepreneurs might not have that. They might not know that. Yeah. They may not even realize that they're identifying their worth and value and who they lit- their identity to their business and its performance. Right. And, um, that can be really, really, that can be really, really hard. Can you still hear me? Okay. My internet just did something weird. Okay. Um, so to switch gears a little bit, we have like five more minutes to chat. So I'd love to talk about like, what is your next big step? Like, what is that next tidal wave that we're going to go to Sayulita and like ride? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I've got a, I've got a few, but for me, it's really, uh, it's really stepping forward into kind of like walking my walk. And I was just talking about this with a really dear friend this morning is like, you know, it's not vulnerable for me to walk with other people. It's really easy for me to teach other people how to build their brand and how to come out online and create and disrupt and be themselves. You know, that's, that it's my zone of genius. So like, it's really easy for me, but when it comes to me doing it, I get really kind of like in my resistance because as we do as creators and artists and entrepreneurs and all these people, and this is a great lesson. Like I really want everybody to hear like, like what Sonia was saying, 
It's like, we, we're really great at this and we still need support because yeah. everybody needs support, <laughs> right? So for my next big thing is really um, launching my personal brand, which I'm super excited about. Um, your media is going to continue to do, uh, Sonia and I have sort of complementary and also like, like, um, they're different in essence, but they're, they're complementary. You know, I think, um, what Sonia and I both do and, and continuing to kind of refer to each other, um, in our businesses. Cause my, my company is really about conscious entrepreneurs. It's about creating brands and strategies for women. Um, and I bring Sonia in and she brings me into her work. So it's, it's all kind of cross pollinating, but, mm -hmm. um, your media vision I've always had for that is to really close the gap. Um, in this space because I really see, and this is why I began in the first place, and this is kind of the next big step with your media, is really starting to, um, to really lean in on this space. I've had a year of creating and learning and hiring out kinks and knowing kind of where we fit in. And um, in the past couple of months, it's become really, really clear to me that the branding that we're doing is, it's almost like sacred, you know, it's, it's ceremonial. It's, it's yeah. something that goes beyond just strategy and what color palette it's like we're really going into what is your what is your heart and your soul's work here and how can we depict that and create a system and a flow online that you can use to then nourish your life and do your work. And so um, there's been a lot of like refining our processes and our systems and finding, finding it all out, you know, like what does this look like? And so the next big step is really like owning that. And so the theme in my life right now is like owning it with my agency and owning it with my personal brand of like, it's it like, I get the grittiness of going out there and creating like, it, it I, it's so easy to say, ah, oh, just go do it or just go hit post or, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, it's real. Like this is your work. This is your voice. This is, you know, it, it can come with a lot of courage and bravery to create those things. And so I feel like that's my next big thing is like um, stepping forward with some creations that have been on my heart for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's connected to your media and that we're going to be doing some like video footage and that kind of stuff. Um, it's starting to branch into like support supporting entrepreneurs to, to communicate more of their messages online in a more artful way. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot more, it's just like more, more building up of what I'm here to do and um, creating more um, tutorials is something I'm really passionate about because I really want to equip um, my audience with tools. You know, I really think that that's, that's something that I have a very unique knack at is like, how can you bust through those little things that are in your way? Like, let's make it simple. Let's make it doable. Um, so a lot more teaching. I feel like I stopped calling myself a coach recently, which is interesting. And I started calling myself more of a teacher or a mentor guide. Um, because I feel like I'm actually um, teaching a lot, continuing to run retreats and we're going to do some more. We're actually, Sonia and I, when she mentioned Sayulita, we're thinking about doing, well, we're not thinking about it. We're definitely doing it, um, is doing more workcation styles, like just bringing entrepreneurs together and creating and, and also just like honoring that this is, you know, this is a part of the journey. It's like, I think sometimes we keep entrepreneurship in this box that it has to look a certain way and it doesn't, you can have fun. You can, if you're used to working in an office and now you're an entrepreneur and you're working by yourself all the time, like go and get some community. And that's really, um, something that I'm really passionate about is bringing people together. So more, more stuff like that. So it'll be, uh, mm -hmm. it'll be a good 2020. So it's, it's February 8th right now. And I'm like, Oh man, 2020 is massive. So yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It is coming in hot. It is a full moon in Leo today. Um, 
So there's a lot, there's so much. And that, that's literally what you're talking about is like being bold, showing yourself, being courageous, being the leader, allowing yourself to be seen, which is what this full moon is all about is like our own leadership, our own pride, our own expression. And like, what have we done so far and what needs to be created next? And what do we maybe need to leave behind? Like, oh, I don't need to be a coach. Like, that's not what I need to be known for. That's not even a title I need to have, right? So it's all very thematic with the current cause call it cosmology or like the cosmic timing of things um and when people are listening to this it'll still be very relevant like in the week that this came out or in the future um that's really exciting i'm so excited for your personal brand and to see more of your media i can't wait for people to see like more of the beautiful brands that you've helped build and really like this sounds so funny like i want them to see really the women that you're working with because those women are doing incredible work in the world and you're just helping them express themselves showcase themselves like you are a content genius like literally like when it comes to podcast production podcast like content repurposing planning because it comes from like so much soul and heart and authenticity and then content is like a lot of, I mean, communication, expression, messaging, like that's what you give so many of your clients, like the gift, the gift of, and then they get to give that out to people. So I'm excited for like your media to be out on, like to be out in the world and then really for like your clients to be more out in the world, right? The real yeah. ripple effect of that. That's so exciting. Okay. So it is so exciting. What I'm going to do to end this episode is I'm going to pull a card from my everyday tarot deck by the amazing Biddy Tarot, AKA also known as I need to remember her name. Um, Bridget Esselmont. Such a cool name. Esselmont. That sounds very mm -hmm. fancy. Like do I own a horse? Probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm going to pull a card and just kind of give everyone a message. Like this is just something that I'll do. You, if you know me, you know that I love pulling cards. It's a way to, that I connect to symbolism and metaphor and kind of like hone in on lessons. So this will be like the collective message that we want you to leave this podcast with. And before I do that, I'd love you, Stacey, to like give us, you know, what else is on your heart? Where else do you want to share? Where do you want people to come to you um, to connect with you or to work with you next? Yeah. Did you say while you're doing that? Uh, first you share and then I'll like finish it off with the card. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. So I've been, I'm coming out of a pretty cool creative cocoon, as you were saying, where just so much creation and so many things launching and coming forward. And I would love to, to be more connected with people on like a personal level. I know it's really easy for me uh, especially as like somebody who creates a lot of landing pages and websites to be like, oh, come and put your email here and I'll send you this. And I will probably do that at some point and prompt you to do that. But I would say if you connected to this conversation and you want to chat more or connect or just share what you heard, I would love for you to send me a DM on Instagram um, or hit me up on Facebook. Like something a little bit more personal is what I would love um, mm -hmm. just to connect with you. And like, you know, I think especially as like, if you're a female entrepreneur, I work mostly with females, but of course, if you're a male entrepreneur, that's cool too. Um, or you're like, you know, fluid entrepreneur, fluid. that would be, that yeah. would be excellent. Fluid entrepreneurs too. Well, yes. Um, everyone welcome. Uh, it's to like, you know, just share the journey together. I feel like we're all in this unknown territory. You know, we know a lot, but we also, you know, don't know everything about what's changing in this scene and this industry. And I'm really passionate about support and collaboration and community. So it would mean a lot if you would just reach out and tell me what you're up to. I'd love to hear Sonia and I both are like this, like 
recommendations up the yin yang. Like if I know somebody that knows that they need your work, like I'm all about connecting people as well. So I'd love to hear more about that. Absolutely. I love it. Connect to people personally. That's such a, like, that's what it's all about really. Cause mm-hmm. obviously if you, if, before I give you this reading, I think the takeaway here is like, Stacy and I love you. Like we love <laughs> and takeaway. We love you. <laughs> and we, want, we love you so much and we want you to create. And maybe if it works for you, we want to create with you. So like, yeah. just come in, come in for the hug, come in for the, for the brain. Come in hot. We hear. Right? Arms We're open. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So this card that I just pulled is super, it's super awesome. So it's the six of cups in reverse. So cups represent emotion and the yeah. six of cups is typically the card that represents like nostalgia, looking at the past, especially like childhood um, and looking at our, at our past experiences and kind of like wanting that. And when it's in the reverse, it's like letting go of the past and stepping forward towards change. So Ooh. I immediately, right. So it's like letting go of the past, past self-definitions, even what your past business was, right. We talked a lot about that. Um, like throughout the whole, like, I think that's been kind of the thread throughout this mm-hmm. conversation was like, you can change, you can evolve. Evolution is uh, predictable. It's expected. It's welcome. And it's a mm-hmm. part of the creative process and it's okay to let go of the past and like honor it, respect it. Like when you were saying before, like, it's funny to listen to your old podcast or like look at your business from before, but that was like the peak of you at that time. Like that was exactly. literally Pete Stacy in 2005, right? Like, <laughs> um, and now this is a different experience of your highest level. So it's like, it's really like, it's very natural to let that go, to have yeah. that letting go and reaching forward process. And um, I hope that like everyone listening to this, it, that could be personal. It could just be within your relationships. Like maybe there's some relationship or some pain or some trauma or some healing you need to let go of in order to move to the next step of your life. Um, that can be with yourself and your partnership with your family and your business. But I think it's like such a beautiful trajectory to like, let go of like, you know, you don't need to stay stuck. You don't need to stay confined by the past as well. Like you get to really create a new future that takes that into account. Like, it's not like you're also leaving it behind and killing it. Like it gets to come with you. Um, so perfect. Like literally tarot and all of it. It's like so synchronistic. I can't even believe it. Did you hear anything else in that Stacey? I think you nailed it. Just everything you said. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yes. That's exactly it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love it. Um, I'll just do a bit of a short plug. If anyone wants to hear, I do do readings on the internet, which I recently started doing in 2020 because that was a part of that. I was fully closeted about, like I did readings, <laughs> astro readings. Like, She's oh, out of the closet, fam. Out of the closet, I'm diggity. I'm an intuitive person that reads cards. <laughs> I'm here to read it for you to help you be guided. So on my yeah. YouTube channel, Shocky Waves, um, the link will be the lo- below. I do full moon, new moon guidance for all of the star signs. So I do water signs, so air cool. signs, earth signs, fire signs. And then I have extended readings, which you can get access to by donation. Or if you're one of my clients, like I'll just give that to you for free because it's really like I give the readings and then it's all about the intention of the reading, right? Mm-hmm. So my readings, like some people do relationship readings, personal development. Mine are all about you being on your destiny and on your path. So whatever can help people like literally maneuver through the cosmic times of now is what I think is helpful. And these messages are really powerful. Like people send me messages saying that they were like crying and that it was exactly what they needed or they were asking or praying for guidance. And I was like, Hey, did you see this? And then I sent it to them and it was what they needed to hear. So 
Go check that out. I had that experience with you. You did a, yeah, you did like a, we just did a short kind of going over my chart and everything. And a few of the things that you shared with me, particularly around communication and around like authentic expression for me was huge, which has been like my lifelong experience, wound, transformation, reclamation, like all of the things. And so, yeah, you said some really key things that I still think about. And this was a couple months ago, I think now. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that'll be this year. We were talking about your Chiron. So if anyone wants to learn about their Chiron, like all of the juices there, like literally pain to power is within our Chiron and our astrology. And once we like understand it, acknowledge it, there can be a lot of movement and you're literally moving towards like more self-expression, sharing Mm -hmm. yourself, more content, more teaching, like even more of your voice. Oh, it's beautiful. Life is awesome. It's pretty cosmic. I mean, literally. Having Sonia on my podcast soon. So mm-hmm. everybody knows Sonia is coming on the podcast on Lady Talk Radio soon. And I, I plan on like diving in with her. So listeners here, we're going to get Ooh. deep. Ooh. I'm excited. I honestly have only been interviewed like a couple other times. And it was so weird the first time. I'm like, I'm not asking the questions. Okay. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm so excited. Stacey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being you and having the mission that you have for not quitting for trusting yourself, especially with this last pivot where there was like a real, you know, potential downside and it was a real risk and you had to trust yourself and it's just paid off. Like you couldn't be more like loved and successful in it. And it's just so completely your purpose. And I'm just so grateful we get to do life and business together. Mm. Thank you. Everyone has love on her. I could have literally said every single one of those things to you. Just a love fest over here. Just two water signs. Oh, great we, time. We had an internet moment. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. So, 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 so much. And uh, I'm excited to see what you create this year. Holy moly. Everything that Sonia just said, I could have said to her, like all of it. Yeah, all of it. Um, I'm just so grateful for you, honey. Thank you. Oh, I love you. All right, everybody, that's it for your first ever season two episode of Shakti Waves Radio. Um, It was an epic one. It's all about transformation, moving forward, allowing, taking from the past and creating into the future. It's what I'm most passionate about in my life. Um, So I hope you got something from this episode. Please share with us what you did. DM Stacy, DM me. I want to hear about it. Uh, You know, look into your astrology. Uh, go check out that episode, go check out that Taylor Swift documentary because it will change your life, especially if you have like young siblings or daughter or something like young women need to see that, need to see that. She's an incredible role model. So I'm sending you all my love and we'll see you next week. May the long time sun shine upon you all love surround you and the pure light within you guide your way on guide your way